Hello, my name's Dan Gold, but I think you know that because you've hit the play button. Um, I'm thoroughly embarrassed. I'm not just slightly embarrassed, I'm thoroughly embarrassed. I've just done uh, my first webinar of 2019 and it went pretty well, uh, so I thought. And then I got a message afterwards, I spoke to uh, the uh, person organising it from the client end, effectively. And it turns out that whilst I had the broadcast kit set up, and I was able to manage uh, different feeds and put it through a desk. The <laughs> webinar software decided to have a bit of a flip. Um, I played in a video clip during the webinar and it deselected the mixer as the default sound source and went back to the built-in microphone in the um, laptop. And what that meant was, being winter, and uh, having kids that have had flu and colds and coughs and having infected me. I'm coughing and splurting and sniffing and all sorts through the whole thing. I thought I was muting it and it turned out that because it was on the uh, laptop feed, they heard everything, which I think is incredibly disrespectful to them and I'm thoroughly embarrassed and um, I even did a social media post saying that. but. The actual content was great, the session was fine, um, I just, oh, what will people think of me? It's like, he was so disrespectful, he just snorted at us. Uh, you know, that's not great. Anyway, um, that wasn't the reason for this uh, for this little podcast. I couldn't think whether this fitted in with um, Startupville or Cafe Soko um, or something else, but this is about ethics and... I wrote this and it still strikes me as a really valid point. So a long time ago my phone rang and it was someone I knew through a business networking event but we'd never engaged with each other at all. They'd stuck in their clique and that was it. Now on that call they made me feel special by talking about me which I immediately realised was a classic tactic um, to get business. Now I certainly don't react to cold calls buttering me up but you know no one uh, minds when you're being complimented but where they did create interest was when they said that they believed that their existing provider of what I do was missing a trick and wasn't very good and uh, we should we should be involved in that uh, suddenly this was feeling more like a potential lead and a genuine reason for a call now at this point they asked whether it's possible to get the contact details of my senior to connect them with their senior manager about replacing the current provider and obviously I did the connection. Not long afterwards I discovered that that initial call was no more than an icebreaker to advance access to a decision maker so that they could make their referral. The lack of transparency is deeply troubling. A courtesy on the initial call would have been, you know what, whilst I got you on the phone I'm working on product or service X and would love if you could connect me with the person who deals with us. And do you know what? It's not an objectionable product or service. So why wouldn't I? After all, technically they're in my extended network. But instead, I get this feeling. I was taken up the garden path and left there once the purpose of calling me had given them access to the next stage of their plan. Rubs hands together. It leaves a deeply negative feeling in my stomach and you can bet I was once again ignored by this person once I'd served my purpose. 
in the cold call of vice books and sites and YouTube videos and so on, they talk about engaging with the potential client and making them feel listened to and special. Make them feel that you understand where the pinch points are and how you're a difference-making facility to them that will make their lives easier or more profitable. To create a fictional situation to gain access to corporate decision-makers could be defined as troubling. From a business standpoint, this affects trust, an impression of ethical behavior one way or the other, and certainly word-of-mouth recommendations. Why risk reputational damage in a potential firefight if you don't have to? Now, whilst it's a long time ago, it had stuck with me for years. Is it worth faking it until you make it? No. Not if you want people to see you as an ethical professional. Now, funnily enough, that reminded me of another thing that happened to me, and it was a number of years ago. Someone pulled my name from a business membership list and invited me for coffee. And Now, we had engaged in conversation a couple of times at a networking group as well. The coffee meeting was made on the basis that we'd have a conversation on how we could refer work to each other and that through a better understandings of each other's products and services. But on the arrival at this meeting, a proposal was thrust in front of me, trying to sell me services privately. You know, to me, to be me, me being a client, not the company. It was a horrible tactic. And I think as soon as the, um, the information came out, beautifully packaged, um, it was it was just such a smack of being disrespectful. Again, I wasn't told why we were connecting. If they had just said, I've got a thing, would you be interested? I'd probably say no. Hey, would you like to go for coffee and talk about things? And, and I've got an idea that might help you. Yeah, I might be interested in a phrase like that. But if you agree to a meeting and there's a box drawn around what the topic is, at least start with that. You can always introduce other elements once a key reason for the meeting is done. These aren't tactics that are effective at build, building meaningful relationships. The anything to make a sale mantra is very tired. How we behave and are perceived are very important. In fact, more important than ever. Your personal brand won't be damaged per se, but will it be a brand of money comes first and people second? Hey. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is a way to get rich. But at the cost of all those relationships, I'm not sure if it's worth it. Especially if your reputation takes a kicking.